You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, June 28th, 2019. I am David Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Jay Book, always great to talk to you. Looks like Darian Henry Day is tomorrow. Uh, the number two player in Ohio is expected to make his announcement on Saturday. I don't care what anybody says. And I know this has been like, a you know, people have known he's probably going to be a Buckeye for a while. I don't care that his rating dropped a little bit or a lot. He's still the number two player in Ohio. Anytime the Buckeyes land a number two player in Ohio, it's a big deal. I agree. I think it's going to be a huge gift for Larry Johnson and, and Ryan Day, who's uh, keeping the train rolling. I know Darian Henry is having a, a, a big party celebration uh, tomorrow to announce this decision and having a big party with the community. So all signs are pointing to it being Ohio State, him staying in state. I know Paris Johnson has sent out a tweet to him over the weekend telling him, let's go win some championships together. Uh, so that has to feel good for Ohio State fans there, knowing that uh, their big guy, number one offensive tackle, is uh, trying to get Darian Henry uh, in the fold as well. So uh, this one looks like it's going to be a major win, uh, pulling him out of Cincinnati. Obviously, uh, you always want to keep your fingers crossed when you're recruiting Cincinnati, but just getting him in the fold and getting him developed under Larry Johnson is going to be a major boon for this program. Yeah, it's also going to be a major boon that, that Paris Johnson has basically reaffirmed his commitment, and that is just absolutely huge. I mean, the number one player in the state of Ohio, and even more importantly than that, the num- number one offensive tackle in the country. I'm sure most of the listeners of the show know that, but if you don't know, Paris Johnson – who now is high school teammates with Darian Henry at Cincinnati Princeton after Paris Johnson transferred from Cincinnati St. Xavier, number one offensive tackle recruit in the country, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite, number eight player overall, and had a very close relationship with Urban Meyer and really, really, really uh, took him aback when Urban Meyer stepped down. And that the Buckeyes are going to get the number one player in the state, number two player in the state, and a bunch of other good players in the state of Ohio is huge. Um, one of those players at the, the so Darian Henry is going to be number fourteen in the class. Looks like tomorrow when he makes his announcement. In fact, it will be. Uh, <laughs> he will be number fourteen in the class. Uh, Joe Royer is going to be next, I think. I think he'll be number fifteen, and I think number sixteen will be Cameron Martinez. Cameron Martinez is, a, is the safety slash athlete from Michigan, uh, Muskegon, Michigan. Uh, Joe Royer, for those who don't know, tight end from uh, Cincinnati, who beat out Luke Lachey for an offer. So Jay Book, it looks like. Cameron Martinez and Joe Royer are going to be the next two, and they're going to be up to 16 before we know it. Yeah, and the one thing with Joe Royer, as you mentioned, uh, he beat out Luke Lachey for an offer, and it looks like Lachey's going to head over to Iowa. But you have to respect Ryan Day and the coaching staff that they didn't give in to the pressure of offering a, a legacy, especially you know with the last name Lachey. He could have easily filled an offer from Ohio State just because he's a legacy kid, but they – Felt like Royer was the better prospect uh, that will fit their offense a little bit better. Uh, hopefully, when he gets in here, he would develop, and they made the right decision because obviously 
Uh, when you're talking about tight ends going to Iowa, they've done a heck of a job over the last several years to develop them, uh, especially they just sent the guy in the first round, no offense, to Detroit. So hopefully uh, Ohio State yeah, did make the right what, what they had you say? two first-round tight ends. Hawkinson, yeah. too. They had two first-round tight ends. Yeah, you're right. Two two first-round tight ends. So, um, you know, if if we can look back, you know, four years down the road and, and decide it, did Ohio State make the right decision, which uh, I'm going to trust their evaluation on this one. No doubt, Jay Book. And, like, even if it was, like, kind of close, but, you know, they definitely preferred Royer, but, ah, we're going to take Luke Lachey because it's kind of close. I mean, it was really close, I think, in Ohio State's mind. They really love Royer. Maybe it wasn't that close, but it was at least close. It'd be one thing if, like, you know, there was Royer was just head and shoulders above Lachey, but they liked Lachey a lot. And to your point, I'm with you 100%. That shows a lot about Ryan Day because I'm sure his heart wanted to go with Luke Lachey, but they took the, the better player and, you know, politics be damned. Um, and I love Jim Lachey, so part of me – big part of me feels bad that that happened, but I'm happy. The bigger part of me is happy that Ohio State's doing the right thing and going for the better player. Speaking of uh, a really, really good player, uh, excellent player, B. John Robinson. I can't wait to hear your take on this. The five-star running back, it looks good, but then you have, you know, people that, that we love like Bill Bank Green, Bill Curlick. They, they like Ohio State's chances, but they're stopping short of putting their crystal ball in Ohio State. You have many others, though, in the industry putting their crystal ball in Ohio State. Looks like an Ohio State versus Texas battle for Bijan Robinson from Tucson, Arizona. What are your thoughts, my man? Yeah, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic here. Uh, you can start to feel the momentum build up. You obviously are hoping that Ohio State uh, really closes the deal here because they absolutely need a prime time back here. It's a classic six shooter battle between Tom Herman and Ryan Day here, uh, and and I also look at it as an underlying battle with Tony Alford and Stan Drayton. And if, if some of our Bucknuts members, you know, venture over to the Texas 24-7 board, it's been some fascinating reading there. Uh, you know, Stan Drayton left Ohio State in really high regards when he went to the Chicago Bears. And, it, and just reading some of their fans' comments, it seems like Stan Drayton is really struggling uh, to get uh, wins when it comes to uh, running backs down there recruiting-wise, and they really haven't developed the running backs that they really want to because, you know, do you look at the success that Stan had with Carlos Hyde and Ezekiel Elliott here at Ohio State, Texas thought they were going to start getting that similar type of production uh, from Drayton down in Texas, and that hasn't been the case. In fact, you know, they're, they're saying that Stan has struggled so much on the recruiting trail that it's actually Tim Beck who was leading the charge recruiting uh, Bijan Robinson to Texas. They wanted to put him on the case because he they believe he uh, Tim Beck is their ace recruiter here and they absolutely need a home run back uh, for their offense as well. But if you, you know, take the, the words and the comments coming out of the the recent uh, camp down there with the Rivals Five Star Challenge, a lot of people are saying the whispers and the, the gossip coming out of there is Ohio State uh, is out in front right now. And uh, previously, you know, Texas was sitting pretty well, but Ohio State's absolutely made a move here. And I know a, a lot of uh, recruits are coming out saying that they think Robinson is leaning towards Ohio State. Obviously, nothing is a done deal. Uh, but if we can get Lakeland Ransom in the fold as teammate, I think that's going to be a big help which that looks like that's going to be the case here uh, as well. But fingers crossed with Robinson. We absolutely need him. I think he would fit this offense like a glove. He's a guy that, you know, can catch the ball in the backfield. He's a big, he's a big back right now, 6'1", 210. He can get up to about 220, 
225 once he gets in the strength and conditioning program. Uh, but he's a guy that can, you know, put the trumpets up in the air, the band's playing the fight song, because if he gets a crease, he's going to take one to the house. Yeah, I love him. I mean, you look at his film, um, and he's a guy that can do everything you'd want a running back to do. Uh, and then you wonder, well, wait, maybe what are, what are his hands like? And what are, what's his feel for the passing game? Next level. I mean, this is a guy that has great hands, and so he can do it all. He would be a great fit for this offense. And I know there's Ohio State's probably getting negatively recruited like hell, saying, oh, this is a pass-happy offense. Yeah, it's just a great offense. Even with the best passing quarterback in school history last season, Dwayne Haskins, even with Ohio State throwing for about 5,000 yards, throwing for 50 touchdowns, they still had a 1,000-yard runner in J.K. Dobbins and a 900-plus-yard runner in Mike Weber. They almost had 2,000-yard backs when they were a complete pass-happy offense. So they're not going to well, have anything going forward. Say, have, yeah, and I'll tell you this. If Texas is uh, throwing that out there in regards to, uh, you know, Ohio State been a pass-happy offense, I mean, they're, they're basically pointing out the, their weakness on their end. Their running game has been atrocious under – uh, Tom Herman the last several years. If you look at them, their quarterback was pretty much their leading rusher, and it's not like their quarterback was a dual-threat guy. He He's okay. He's average when it comes to being able to – JT Bear Jr. Very different cousin. Yeah, JT Bear light, but it's not like that. you know, they've had a 1,000-yard rusher, you know, one time over the, what, the last 10 years, Ohio State has had – seven of them in the fold or something similar to like that. So if Texas is throwing that card out there, then they're absolutely foolish because their offense and been in, and being able to develop running backs has been lackluster. Yeah. Sam, Sam Ellinger also known as Baker Mayfield's best friend. I mean, he's, you know, he's only going to be a junior this year. He'll, he'll end up putting up like a good college career. No doubt. He had a, he even had a, a good year last year, but yeah, I'd, I'd still take JT Barrett over Sam Ellinger and uh, um, you know, uh, we'll see what happens, but yeah, you mentioned Lathan Ransom. I do think, you know, he'll be in the class for sure. You have Bill Bank Green saying he's in. You have the Dean Bill Curlick saying he's in. And it looks great for Lathan Ransom, as you mentioned, B. John Robinson's high school teammate. Um, what I want to ask you, Jay Book, who are a couple of uncommitted recruits in this 2020 class that Ohio State is in on that you really have your eye on? Yeah, obviously, uh, a lot of people thought that Ohio State was starting to slip uh, when it came to uh, Keely Ringo. Uh, right out from my back door here in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, and I know that a lot of people are pegging him towards Georgia, but he recently announced his top five with Ohio State in there. I think the Buckeyes uh, are still fighting from behind here, but they absolutely have a legit shot. In fact, Bijan Robinson uh, was asked this past uh, week who he who he uh, thought that Ringo would commit to, and he actually picked Ohio State. So, you know, the scuttlebug is, is is there a little bit of talk amongst the Arizona guys uh, for Robinson to come out and, and want to pick uh, Ohio State for Ringo? And that if that's the case, talk about a major boom. And then another guy that's been really flowing under the radar um, just, just kind of popped up from B. John Robinson, who threw his name out there, who he thought could be following a bunch of them to Ohio State. It's Justin Flo, uh, the number one inside linebacker on 24-7, five-star out of California. There's been zero chatter in regards to this guy uh, in Ohio State. And for whatever reason, B. John Robinson felt that he is going to choose Ohio State when it's all said and done. Now, that could be, uh, you know, uh, just a huge uh, Bijan calling his shot, pointing it back to left field. 
uh, type of deal. But I found that, you know, fairly interesting that uh, the number one inside linebacker, five-star guy, uh, another five-star running back is saying he thinks he's going to be a Buckeye. So I thought that was pretty fascinating. If that happens, talk about breaking Twitter. Ohio State fans will absolutely lose their mind. (laughs) (laughs) Mark Pantone's going to have to be typing a lot of booms. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. Um, uh, last thing, let's switch gears and look at the 2019 season itself. Um, you know, the Buckeyes are very talented. First year of the Ryan Day era. Um, for the regular season alone, the 12-game regular season, where would you put the over-under for Ohio State's wins? Um, I know Las Vegas has it at nine wins over and under there. Um, but me personally, I think this is an 11-win football team. So I would take it. I would take the over there. If I was setting the line, I would say put it at ten. I think there's a couple uh, trap games in there uh, that they have to be careful with. Obviously, playing at Nebraska is going to be uh, a tough game because I truly believe Scott Frost will have that uh, Nebraska team rolling with with Martinez there. I think he's going to be uh, a stud in this Big Ten conference. I feel the same way. I, I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to, cut, to. I just real quick. I feel the exact same way. That at Nebraska game is going to be tough. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, and then and when you look at that Nebraska game, it's followed. It's followed up with Michigan State. Uh, so I think that's your your little trap games right there between that Nebraska game and that Michigan State game. Those are two potential games for Ohio State. Uh, could stub their toe if they're not careful there. And I know that that Michigan State game's at home. I expect that Nebraska game will probably be a night game considering uh, it's typically always a night game whenever Ohio State plays at Nebraska. Uh, I, I look at this team as an 11-1 uh, type of football team with a shot to the playoffs. Uh, obviously, Ohio State has the best roster in the Big Ten. Uh, there's still a lot of question marks about Ryan Day uh, in his full-game season coaching abilities. As, as well as the defense. If the defense is going to come along like everyone is expecting them to be, uh, they should be favored in every game besides the Michigan game, which Vegas right now doesn't have them favored in the Michigan game. And it seems like for the last you know five years, Ohio State hasn't been favored in that Michigan game, and they absolutely dog walk those guys, as Paris Campbell would like to say. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Great stuff, as always, from Jonah Booker. You are the man, Jay Book. Really appreciate your time. And just to let everybody know, I will be on assignment the next two weeks. So I will see everybody the middle of July, Bucknutters. Let's try that Buckeye swag, best in band in the land. Bye.